Kia ora, I'm Andrew Whiteside. Peter Wells was a well-known author and filmmaker in Aotearoa, New Zealand. He was a gay man who made a huge impact in both the screen industry and literary world in this country. He died at the age of 69 in 2019 after a battle with cancer while undergoing treatment and facing his mortality. Peter published a series of posts about his experience with the illness on Facebook. These were subsequently published as a book called Hello Darkness shortly after his death. This week a theatrical adaptation of the book will be staged during the Auckland Writers Festival. This show was written by Victor Roger, directed by Shane Bosher and stars Roy Ward. Shane and Roy join me to discuss this important work. So Shane Bosher, Roy Ward, lovely to have you in my studio this morning. Hello. Now we're just saying your the show Hello Darkness opens tomorrow night. It's um, part of the Auckland Writers Festival. How are you feeling? I'll start with you, Roy. How are you feeling about it? <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good. Um, yeah, I think we'll be ready. We have a whole day in the theatre to pull it all together tomorrow, and that will be plenty, I think. So a fascinating book. And a uh, fascinating story about somebody who was quite an icon in the uh, both film and um, literary circles. Shane, why was the story of interest to you? What was the catalyst? To start off, Victor Roger has uh, uh, adapted uh, the book um, uh, uh, for the stage. Uh, and he, he brought the project uh, to us, to both Roy and myself. Um, Roy initially, and then uh, me a, a little bit later. Uh, and I remember being really struck when I first read uh, the blog posts. Uh, so Steve Braunius, uh had read uh, Peter's Facebook posts and asked if they could be adapted for the spin-off. And uh, that's where I first encountered them. And so uh, I was really... I was really struck by their candour and insight uh, and lack of sentimentality um, uh, uh, and, you know, as was the case with Peter, his his wit. Uh, and uh, so when the book was released after he passed away, uh, I, I, I think I said it, uh, I read it in two sittings. Not quite one sitting, but two sittings. Yeah. Uh, and so when when Victor proposed the idea uh, with Roy, I immediately jumped on. Did you know Peter personally? I met him once, um, uh, about probably about fifteen years ago. Yeah, so so not not at all really. Yeah, and Roy, did you know him? No, not at all. I mean, I'm. I have a vague memory of meeting him once, very, very briefly in passing with, with a, a mutual friend, but that was all. Yeah, I, I interviewed him two or three times, and a uh, really fascinating man. Again, that honesty you talk about. Uh, so he was okay talking about anything, but I felt there were, he was quite enigmatic. There was something, almost a guardedness well, that's, about him. Yeah, that's really interesting, because I think that's a, a, a big element of this and why the, the work... Um, touch so many people because I think inadvertently he produced some of his most personal writing mm. on Facebook when he was ill and writing in the middle of the night as he says in the play hungry for connection and he finds himself posting quite personal stuff and the response was more than he expected and he would never have thought that those Facebook posts would 
will a go onto the spin-off website and then end up as a, as a published book but yeah there's a it, it's more revealing than a lot of his other work I think and I think that took him by surprise as well so in playing someone you obviously know of but you don't you didn't know him what are you challenging I guess how are you how are you bringing him to well, life I think from the beginning I was clear anyway that I didn't want in a sense, I'm not playing Peter Wells. I'm not going to attempt to do his voice or his mannerisms. No. I haven't gone. I haven't found what little there is and studied it. Um, it's more a distillation of of what's in the book, and in a sense, it's just yet another personal response to what he wrote, but a version of him that, that I'm presenting. It's it is a brutally honest book. And so when what have your reactions been to seeing what he wrote? Because some of it is about his life and, and, and anecdotes, but some of it about being ill, knowing that he's going to die. So what were your reactions to that? Um, it's quite confronting. Um, yeah, I did this as a, a reading first. We did it here in the same, same festival and then again at the, um, the Wanaka Arts Festival, Festival of Colour, last year. And so it's very interesting to do it for an audience of people who have different experiences of illness. And obviously some of the people there have, have lived through this in various ways with re- relations and friends. And it's, like, it's, it's, it's quite confronting in, in that sense. There's also a lot of humour in it, which would be unexpected to, to, to some people. As, as a coping mechanism, I'm sure, you know, that was part of his arsenal of, you know, of weapons to deal with it. But that's the thing with tragedy, isn't it? We're so close to seeing the funny side of it. Uh, and that, that's a challenge. I, I was going to ask you both about the challenge of the story. What, what's perhaps been the biggest challenge? Either of you can answer that. One of the challenges that we've faced is that um, uh, in terms of realising this for the stage is that these are um, uh, diary entries. This is, you know, written prose. Uh, and so it's about, it's, I suppose, been for us about investigating uh, uh, how we present, you know, those to an audience. And what we've actually found is that actually the, it, it's a case of the simpler, the, the better. Um, so what we're, what we're presenting is, a, is very much a meeting of, uh, of Roy and Peter uh, and an audience uh, to engage with this piece of you know really unique storytelling, and of course it's a it's a distillation of the book. You know we can of course <laughs> the show's only what, an hour or sixty five minutes long. And we can't do the whole book, so there has been an element of what do we put in, what do we take out, and and Victor went through that, and and and, and during rehearsal he sort of left us alone to sort of tinker with it some more. So yeah, that, that's it's finding the balance and 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 being true to to what Peter wrote, and then covering the chronology that he wrote. But we have taken liberties in, with the chronology, and that we've moved pieces around so that pieces that thematically complement each other might be closer to them, to other bits that are similar. So it's got a more of a flow, which you kind of need in a theatre show, but might not expect when you're dipping in and out of Facebook posts or a book even. So obviously it's a it's a one man show. Yes, just me, just and, me talking at you. And how? So literally, how are you doing that? It, well, basically, I'm I'm costumed to appear as Peter Wells or a version of him, and I'm basically sitting and talking to the audience. And there will be moments where I make eye contact with particular people. There will be moments when I'm talking to myself. Or, um, there'll be 
this is all assisted by lights and a tiny bit of music which sort of shifts you know location and mood or helps me do that but really and this is what I found from doing it in, in Wanaka particularly where it was a you know quite a it was a sold out audience in a small theatre but just being able to look at people and and connect with them and talk to them and that and that's why we chose to do this really simply because that that seemed to be the, the thing that worked. Well, when I saw that you'd been cast, I was quite excited by it because I remember years ago seeing you as Quentin Crisp in in that, which the name escapes me, I apologise. Resident Alien is the name of that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you were superb in that. Thank you. And it sounds a similar kind of... Well, I'm glad I'd done Resident Alien because I knew that I could get away with it. I mean, that's twice, <laughs> that's twice the length of this one, so I knew that I could learn the lines and get, and, and get them inside me. But Queen of Chris was such a character and such a distinctive character and such a well-known character. So that really is much more of a sort of characterization um, piece, and, and, and this is, is not. So they're quite different in, in that sense. For sure, but you've got the talent. You, you've got that. There's, there's something about you. I've seen this on stage. There's something about you, your ability to, you, yes, you're talking to us, but it's almost like you're in your own head as well. Yeah. It, it, that, that, that tension is actually really cool. It's a lovely thing to, to play with, and it's scary, I bet. <laughs> because, you know, no one's going to save me if I forget my lines. I think one of the interesting things uh, for me, and certainly in the uh, in the uh, adaptation, is that because cancer is such a, a widespread life event uh, for people, but such a sub- subjective experience, um, everybody in the audience will have their own relationship to it mm. uh, and so one of the things that Roy is doing is speaking globally maybe not globally maybe universally um, uh, to all of us uh, in the audience and then uh, creating specific relationships with audience members as he kind of uh, navigates and and questions you know what what Peter is is going through. One of the things that really struck me in the writing was that Peter took this life event, you know, of kind of uh, of dying, to ask himself some very particular questions about other life events that he he went through. Um, and so one of the one of the big events. In the in the book and also in the play is where he works through his experience of uh, uh, being shamed after uh, uh, calling out John Inman at the Gofters in 1987 uh, and how the shame of that had had been had stayed with him and I don't think had he not been dying he would have done that so publicly. Yeah, and an interesting uh, time in history, that moment, wasn't it? Yeah. And and what he felt about John Inman, about what he represented about yeah. gay men on television. Yeah. And he was right, of course. But if you go back and look at it, it's a tiny little moment in this in this broadcast. And, and I think a lot of people, I was certainly surprised that Peter did feel that sense of shame about it for mm. so long, as he says in the, in the play and in, and in the book, it took him thirty painful years to write anything about it, and that coming to terms with Gofta was, as Shane says, part of his coming to terms with mortality. So yeah, there's all these, and then there's other stuff around his family which he's analysing too as he goes through it. So it is a real sort of coming to terms with a lot of things. 
And it's funny, I guess none of us would like to go through the experience of knowing you have cancer and it's terminal, but the gifts that it can give you. So that was a gift to him in a, in a twisted kind of way, wasn't it? That yeah. suddenly if your time is limited, what's actually important to you? So, so how has that impacted on you boys? I mean, in a sense, working with this material means you've gotten to know him. It's covering some heavy topics, but also, as you say, the humour and so on. Has it impacted on you? Has it? Has oh, it... of course. You know, you, you can't be speaking those words every day in rehearsal and then and and then go out and, and not appreciate life a little bit more, or at least try to. And it's interesting for me because, um, in another way, because my brother died of cancer two years ago. Who was 67, the same age that Peter was when when he died. Now, my brother had a good death, but he was um, a very sort of inarticulate Southland rural man who didn't speak about what he was going through. So it's very interesting to come from that experience and come to someone who was incredibly articulate about the experience. In fact, his way of dealing with the experience was to be articulate about it. So, And that's been kind of, it's been a nice sort of um, counterpoint to me and sort of thinking about my own experience with my brother. And I guess that stoic nature in New Zealand is that these kinds of things weren't really talked about. They referred to it as the big C, didn't they, many years ago. It's mm. like, you don't, you don't talk about this. You keep it, keep it hidden away. The impact on you, dealing with the... I think one of the delightful things in his writing is that he, he poses a whole series of questions that he's uh, navigating and... Uh, as he moves through the journey, and he doesn't answer all of those. He certainly doesn't answer them immediately. Um, uh, and I suppose it's it's made me consider or think about how I would want to face my own death, you know, how I would choose to, um, uh, m- you know, move off, off the earth. Um, and I'd, I look, you know, in, in sheer practicalities, uh, I've for the first time uh, looked at uh, creating a will, right, which yeah. I've never thought about doing before, yeah. you know. Um, I mean, you know, I'm an artist, so there's not much to get <laughs> <laughs> It's not much to write down. <laughs> Have you had anything, any contact with uh, Douglas Lloyd Jenkins, his um, husband? Uh, Victor's had a, a little, and uh, I've posed some questions to him about uh, what sort of clothes Peter would uh, wear at home <laughs> um, uh, and how he proofed his writing. But Douglas has been very uh, uh, gracious in just allowing Victor the space to mm. interpret the, the material. One thing about the play, because you know, we've talked about death, and obviously it's a play about cancer, but there's a key thing for me in, in the playing of it, and I think it's key for the audience to know as well. He says very early on, it's not about chronicling my death. Mm. It's about my urge for life. Exactly. And so that's what makes it valuable or interesting or uplifting, I hope, even as theatre, even though there's obvious sadness all the way through it. But there's, it, it's counterpointed with humour and energy and insight and laughter, I hope. Just to kind of follow on from that, in the opening passage he talks about uh, how he finds... You know the idea of a a, a cancer diary loathsome, <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, with the inference being that you know there have been these very kind of popular tomes and novels created around 
uh, the idea of uh, cancer and you know the the with the the valiant subject you know moving off this mortal coil uh, with um, uh, treacly piano and wrapped in sentimentality and uh, I think that's one of the one of the terrific things about the book is that he 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 doesn't ever place himself in that space uh, and so um, you know the 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 book and the play are very much ruminations on you know life death and all the stuff in between which I think is really great That was director Shane Bosher and actor Roy Ward talking about the theatrical adaptation of Peter Wells' autobiographical book, Hello Darkness. Now, on my website, you'll find plenty of interviews, reviews, and lots of my opinion. I cover the arts and entertainment industry, as well as the LGBTQI communities. All of that on andrewwhiteside.com. While there, you can sign up for my regular newsletters, and if you want to support my journalism, you can do so by buying me a coffee. Links to that are on the website. I am Andrew Whiteside. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you soon.